I've already got texts from my buddies that I played with in Edmonton last year telling me to get ready. Um, I'm excited for it. Edmonton's always a super competitive team, and I'm a gamer, they're gamers, so I'm just excited to get out there and play them. Welcome to episode 180 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. No rest for the wicked if the wicked's name is Brendan Luther, the Ontario product who now calls Western Canada home, spent the spring at Okanagan College, where he hit 426 with two homers, 26 runs batted in, 48 runs scored, and six stolen bases, en route to being named a Canadian Collegiate Baseball Conference first team all star. He then packed his bags as the Coyotes headed to Lethbridge, where he hit 385 with two doubles and two RBI as Okanagan ran the table to claim the CCBC World Series. Now, you're probably wondering why did he pack his bags well the six foot one 190 pound infielder headed straight north to okotoks to report to the dogs for the start of the western canadian baseball league season it's a change of scenery for luther who spent the last couple of seasons with the edmonton prospects we talked about the chirps that he expects from that move his baseball journey and much more in this recent conversation brendan thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast hi thank you First off, congratulations on the CCBC championship. Has it sunk in yet? Um, you know, not really. Uh, just after that, you know, first uh, my first freshman year, we lost in the finals. Really excited to get back to it, and I don't know. It's just it was such a surreal thing that I don't know. It's probably going to take a little bit of time to actually sink in and keep watching the videos over until I realize it happened. So. Fantastic. From start to finish, you were the team to beat. Did you know as a group before the season you were as good as you were going to be? Um, You know, I, I don't know if you can ever think you were going to be as good as you were, but, uh, you know, we just had – we were grinding all year. We we had guys go in the gym, in the cages, you know, at all times. Uh, optional workouts were never really optional. Kind of everyone was always there. So, you know, we had that right group of guys to uh, – finally connect and you know everything clicked for us and I think that's what really helped us you know pull out the win in the end so what made that group so special in your eyes um you know I think it was a bit of the the loss in 2019 for you know the seniors this year um we were all kind of disappointed and didn't want to feel that way ever again and I think it just kind of trickled down we had a really good group of seniors and a ton of you know uh, freshmen and sophomores that were willing to learn, willing to willing to do anything they could uh, and play their role to you know get as many W's as we could. On a personal level, 426 in the regular season, a couple of homers, 26 RBI, six stolen bases. You followed that up with an impressive four games in the World Series itself. What was the key to your personal success? Uh, just staying relaxed. Um, you know, I never wanted to get too jumpy. Kind of just play game by game, right? Um, you know, live up the middle, you know, do everything they kind of taught us in the winter and just, you know, hope it all paid off. So, and fortunately for me, it did. So, how have you maintained that high level of play? Because you've always been a 300, 350 kind of hitter, and here you are doing special things again in this season. Yeah. Um, it's just that same thing for me. I kind of got to take it game by game. Um, you know, once you start looking too far ahead, I think that's when you get out of your playing style. So for me, just, you know, inning by inning, ground ball by ground ball, at bat by at bat, 
you know, I just got to do that. And, uh, you know, luckily for me, I can, you know, just find a hit, squeak a hit every once in a while. So across the league, a couple, uh, a lot of competitive games, some challenges along the way. Talk a bit about that level of competition, especially given that it had been a couple of years since you were able to take the field with your respective teams. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for most of us, it was two years without baseball. So that, uh, that passion kind of was just like uh, boiling up for everyone. And then, you know, once we got out there for that first game, you could just tell everyone, everyone was fired up. Everyone was putting all they could out onto the field to get the wins. And, you know, I think we really saw it uh, this year, just the competition, I think was probably the best I've played against uh, in the CC and, you know, just kind of one through nine on every team. There was just a ton of bats, a ton of good arms, um, so, you know, the league really grew this year, and it was a big stepping stone, I think, for myself and everyone else in the league. How did everybody manage to kind of hit the ground running that way? Because when, as you mentioned, quite a few guys, they were without baseball for a couple of years. You got to play in the WCBL for last season, but it's been a long couple of years here. So how do you stay not just motivated, but also in-game shape so that you can put up the best product forward heading into this past spring? Uh, yeah, I mean, our program did it really well. We were we were inter-squatting as much as we could, getting as many live at-bats. So, you know, the, the last two years, I probably played, you know, 40, 40 games just based off of being in inter-squads. And then, you know, we had our live at-bats, uh, simulated at-bats, all that type of stuff. So our coaching staff was really keeping us in game shape. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys in the weight room just, pushing themselves to get to that next level um, and, you know, kind of just looking forward to a season. You're just so ready, so amped up that, you know, everything you've been working for kind of all clicks and you just hit the ground running. How good was it not only getting back onto the field, but also doing some of those creature comfort things? And I'll use the example of road trip and getting on the bus and, and heading on the long haul out to uh, some of the other corners of Alberta and BC and being able to to take on some talent and, and do some of the things that you'd been used to prior to the pandemic. Yeah, it was, you know, it was one of those things, that first road trip you get on with the guys and you're like, you know, sit on the bus, you're like, oh, this is kind of uncomfy. And then, everyone starts cracking jokes and you're like, yeah, this is like, I miss this. This is the, this is this kind of the stuff you live for. Right. So, um, it was really nice just getting back to that, hanging out with the guys in the hotel, going out for dinner. Um, yeah. Turning into the creatures of how that we all are doing the same thing, daily basis, same breakfast, whatever it is. So it was really nice just to, you know, get back, keep hanging out with the guys outside of our normal setting, which, uh, was fun, but, you know, just getting on the road is always the best. Mm -hmm. No rest for the wicked either. You wrap up the CCBC season, you packed your bags prior to the World Series anyways, as you were telling me off air. And as soon as that tournament was over, you headed up north to Okotoks to join the dogs for the WCBL summer season. How excited are you to get things going there? Oh, uh, I couldn't be more excited. I've, you know, I've played two years against uh, Okotoks and, um, always being the villain you could tell they uh they didn't they didn't like you here so now getting on the guys the, the good guy side uh, i'm gonna be really excited you know playing at a beautiful park great city um you know i don't know what more you could ask for playing in front of some awesome fans that really love the game so i'm all ready to go and i know uh 
we're going to come out firing day one. So you're no stranger to the league. As you mentioned, you spent the last couple of years with Edmonton. How did the opportunity come about where you were able to join Okotoks? Um, we had a couple of guys from Okanagan, uh, play there the year before and, um, or years prior as well. And they all told me about a, how it was such a great opportunity. And, you know, I spent my two years in Edmonton and, uh, I really loved it. The coaching staff there was amazing and they really helped take me to a new level. And, um, I kind of saw this and a chance to play with, you know, four or five guys from my school and, uh, just in a really cool city, really cool experience. And I kind of decided to take it and, you know, roll the dice and see what happens. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, as you mentioned, it's a bit of a rivalry between Okotoks and Edmonton. I assume you're ready for the chirps that I'm sure will be following you as you face your former team. Oh, yeah, no, I've uh, I've already got texts from my buddies that I played with in Edmonton last year telling me to get ready. Um, so I'm excited for it. You know, they're, Edmonton's always a super competitive team. And, you know, I'm a gamer, they're gamers, so... I'm just excited to get out there and play them. Is there anything that you are super excited about from a, a WCBL perspective? I mean, you're obviously going up against some teams that didn't get to play last year, as an example. Is there anything that you really has you stoked for the upcoming season from a from a travel and, and just a, a gameplay perspective? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed playing in Medicine Hat my first year in the league, and unfortunately, you know, we didn't get to play them last year. So I'm really excited to head back there because they were – that was an unreal atmosphere to play in front of. Um, but, you know, there's there's just so much in the league this year, you know, shortened Canadian rosters last year. So getting back to playing, you know, all those guys down from the States, um, you know, the competition is just going to be so much higher and it's going to be a really fun summer for, you know, anyone who's coming out, anyone who's playing. So on a personal level, anything that you're hoping to work on or anything that you're hoping to take away from your experience in Okotoks? Yeah, I think, you know, always the thing with summer ball is you're, you're meeting new guys and, you know, everyone's a little bit different. Everyone can teach you something. So it's kind of just picking up stuff for my teammates this year. Um, I know we're going to have a lot of great uh, infielders, a lot of great hitters. So it's kind of just picking up what they've learned from their schools and their coaching staff, um, you know, learn more from the coaching staff here in Okotoks and kind of see if I can put my game all together now. So. Fantastic. Well, let's go back in time a little bit here, Brendan, and talk about your baseball beginnings. You're a product of Mississauga, Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. How did you get into the game of baseball in the first place? Um, so I grew up playing hockey and baseball. Uh, my dad and mom put me in it. My dad, uh, he played in the OHL and played for the junior national team in baseball uh, when he was around, you know, 17, 18, 19. So uh, hockey and baseball always ran through my veins. Um Played them both till I was about 18 and kind of decided, you know, baseball was my route. Um, I came out here with one of my best friends up to the Okanagan, uh, and we kind of just started going from there. We both started clicking, and um, I don't know, it just everything started happening really quick. And you know, now it's I wouldn't trade anything for the baseball experiences I've had. So, was there a moment in time when you realized that it was going to be baseball over hockey? What was it that led you to make that decision? Yeah, I mean, I had the opportunity to move to Northern Ontario to play hockey. Um, but for me, I was just, you know, I was always a smaller kid. And I just felt like, you know, being a small, fast guy, um, I could succeed a lot more in baseball. And so I kind of just chose that when I was about 18. 
said, Hey, let's run with it. And, um, you know, it's worked out pretty well so far. So. Absolutely. When you were growing up, did you have a favorite team or a favorite player? Yeah. I mean, I grew up so close to Toronto. I, it had to be the Blue Jays <laughs> and, you know, uh, growing up, we were going out to, you know, 20 games a year. So I really fell in love with John McDonald, the old, uh, utility infielder for the mm-hmm. Jays back then. So, uh, Johnny Mack was always my guy. Any reason in particular why he was your guy? Oh, defense. I'm a, I love defense. I'm a defense first type of guy. Um, just seeing him making all his web gems, diving plays, everything like that. I just, you know, that's what I fell in love with about him. And, uh, you know, I tried to model my game after him every time. So very cool. Now, most guys from Ontario tend to stay close to home, but you ended up heading West. How did that all come to be? What led you, uh, out, out towards BC and Alberta? Yeah. So, um, I took a, I took an overage year out of high school, um, just to, you know, put on some weight, get stronger. Um, and one of my best friends who I played high school with, uh, my entire life, he, uh, he headed out to Okanagan the year before I did and had a great time there. Uh, he won an all conference award and said, you know, why don't you come out here? So I said, you know, what's the worst case that could happen? Went out there. I really enjoyed my time there. And, um, you know, the program's just been so good to me, uh, you know, I can't thank them enough. And, you know, I, I think I've turned into a out West guy now. So any nervous apprehension maybe when you're trying to make that decision? I mean, it's a few provinces away from home or were you pretty much uh, dead set on trying to get as far away from home as possible? No, I, I definitely missed home. Um, you know, mom and dad are always, you know, they're at every game. So not having them there was a little bit weird, but, you know, as soon as you get right into baseball and, you know, we're practicing five, six times a week. There's not really that time to remember that, like, hey, you're not at home anymore. It's kind of just like, go, 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 go. Get your schoolwork done. Get your baseball work done. Go to sleep. So mm, You mentioned the, the schoolwork and the, the athletic work. And talk about finding that balance because I, I, I find it interesting from a student-athlete perspective is a lot of people focus on the athletic part, but yet it's called student-athlete. The student is first. How do you find that balance? Yeah, you know, um, just having a good core group of guys um, just willing to learn. Um, you know, I think for me personally, I found a program that fit me really well to where it never really feels like, you know, I'm doing homework or whatever. I'm always doing something that, you know, I'm somewhat enjoying. So it makes it really easy for me. And then, you know, it makes me want to kind of do the homework and then go into baseball. It's just, that's a nice little reliever from school. So the, it's very interesting the program you take how how well it can actually like make school become easy for you so mm-hmm. I was reading a little article about you and your dream job being a sports broadcaster is that still the dream job and as someone who's living that dream right now I think the question becomes why why a sports broadcaster Yeah so originally I, I was my plan was to work for TSN right off the bat um but I've, I've now turned into more of a behind-the-scenes type of guy. I, uh, I do a lot of graphic design and media. Um, so I do a lot of uh, stuff like that now. So I want to kind of be the, not the face anymore, but kind of the, uh, the machinery behind, you know, the, the television or the posts on social media, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely a graphic designer, media guy now. 
It's funny as I was uh, doing a little bit of internet sleuthing and I ended up finding some of your profile work and some really great work. And I noticed that you do some work with the CCBC and with Okanagan College and you've been doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff already, getting that practice. And what is it about that area of expertise that has you so fascinated? Yeah, I mean, I know I knew since I was a little kid, I was always going to want to do a job in the sport. Um, and, you know, it was funnily enough, I got injured in 2019 when I was playing in Edmonton and I downloaded a graphic design software on my computer and that started the whole uh, graphic design thing. So, um, you know, I got, it was a lucky thing, I guess, for me to get injured and I just really fell in love with, you know, graphic design and the creative portions of it. And, you know, I really enjoy trying to, you know, help stuff grow and, you know, create just a, very interesting program or you know league like the ccbc and just take it to that next level right so very cool now as you've gone about your journey i want to ask any favorite moments or memorable experiences that you've had along the way in baseball yeah there's so many um you know just playing when i was younger i was always having my dad coaching me and you know it's always a really cool experience just you know father son kind of duo on a team but uh you know, last summer I got to play in the baseball day in Canada, which was a really cool experience. Um, you know, it's kind of as close to pro ball as I've ever got. We got a very cool television setup and, you know, amazing coverage. And it was just such a great, well put together day that, you know, I couldn't ask for anything back from that day. Very cool. Uh, conversely, you mentioned the injury in 2019, but walk us through some of those challenges or those hurdles that you've had to overcome over the years. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always a thing. I think with every athlete, you know, going through an injury, you have that little like space in your head where you're, man, is this, you know, worth it coming back, everything like that. But, you know, as soon as you start playing the game again, it's just like, yeah, it's all worth it. That two, three months of rehab or whatever it was, you know, baseball always draws you right back in and, you know, I, I wouldn't trade any of that because, you know, it's, it's just always, I love the hard work part of it and it's always so fun. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about those influential people in your life. You mentioned your dad and how he played ball when he was a kid, but tell us about some of the people who are, who've really kept, uh, kept you under or have put you under your wing and are under their wing and, and really kind of help mold you into the, not, not only the ball player, but also the human being you are. Yeah, you know, it started when I was really young, um, just mom, dad. Um, I just had a really good support system with my family. They were always supporting my sports. Um, so, you know, having them behind you, wanting to do whatever you want to do as a kid, um, it really made it easy to, to, you know, continue to play baseball. Um, and then I always had that great coaching staff, um, you know, willing to teach me, willing to take hours out of their day to show you new stuff, you know, go extra long at practice, whatever it is. Um, and then I got to college and, you know, I had a lot of seniors take me under their wings. Um, Davis Tadoschuk was a big guy for me. He uh, he was kind of my older brother on the team when I got there to the Okanagan. And, you know, I think he really helped me become the player I am. You know, I really looked up to him as a freshman and, you know, I'm hoping I can do the same for younger guys in our program. Speaking of, you segued really well into my next question. Let's say you go back to Mississauga or maybe you're chatting with some of the new recruits over at OC. Talk about those words of advice or favorite pieces of wisdom that you think they need to know as they begin their baseball journeys. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the main thing is you just always got to have fun with it. Um, baseball is not a sport you can ever take too seriously because, you know, when you're having fun, that's when you're doing your best. Um, so, yeah, for, coming for me, I think having fun, enjoying your time, you know, that's what's going to make you most successful. It's, it's a game after all, right? So go out there, have fun, you know, play like you were a six-year-old. You know, when you're six, you're having so much fun. So do it the same way now. Absolutely. A couple more questions for you here. First one, what's next for you? Once you get past Okotoks and the summer season's over, what have you got uh, on your radar? Yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be heading back to the Okanagan in September, uh, hoping to kind of go back-to-back with those guys. We, uh, we still got a really good core group of guys. Um, you know, our young group is, is just outstanding, so I'm, I'm uh, really excited to get back there and you know, hopefully bring another ship back to the back to the Okanagan. Fantastic stuff. Well, final question for you here, Brendan. You may have heard it before. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Oh, it's everything. Um, I wouldn't trade an experience. I've had, uh, you know, rooming with every guy that I've roomed with, eating dinner with all my teammates, uh, the hourless practices, you know. I wouldn't trade any of that because at the end of the day, it kind of made me who I am and, um it's just such a special thing, and you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Brandon, congratulations on all the success you've had over the course of your young baseball career. Continued success with Okotoks this summer and beyond. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again to Brendan Luther for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you like this or any other episode, make sure to share it on social media and leave us a rating and review on your podcast app. We'd also like to tip our caps to our Platinum supporters for all they do in helping spread the word about ADS. The Okotoks Dogs are our original sponsors, joining us a couple of years ago and continued to be a booster for us. They're off to a great start this WCBL season. Head over to dogsbaseball.ca for schedule information and so much more. And AHP Academy is taking the Capital Region by storm with its baseball programs, always having a commitment to announce or some kind of expansion project. You can learn all about them at ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thank you for all your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.